Well, it wasn't pretty, it wasn't accurate, but it was four points. Uh, good evening, happy Easter, happy happy long weekend if you don't celebrate. Welcome back to the Don Pod. I'm joined by Nathan. Hello, Nathan. Hello, Sam. How are you, buddy? I'm well. How are you? Did I already ask that? Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I think I'm getting rid of hay fever, actually. I've been hay out fever. in the garden all day, you know, mowing and stuff, so it right. might be a little bit... bit sniffly? Sniffly, but I'll push through. I'm the same. We'll do our best. Got a couple of green cans to help me through. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um... We're obviously here to to review the the Dons and Giants game Sunday afternoon, Easter Sunday. We seem to always get Easter Sunday games. Um, eleven twenty two eighty eight Essendon to the Giants eleven nine seventy five. Uh, quite literal thirteen point win <laughs> to the Dons. Um, Stringer four Martin goals. Stringer four Martin two Redmond Perkins Merritt Langford Draper one. Uh, 30 touches for Parrish, Sheila Merritt with 28, Redmond 27. Um, I'll go into some game stats, but just just quickly, your very quick thoughts, Nathan. It was a very hard game to watch. Like there was, there, you know, there were moments in that first quarter where I was quite frustrated with a lot of things going on. Um, I felt like we played the better footy for, I don't know, maybe 80% of it. Like there were moments they were pretty good, mm-hmm. but I really thought we were the better team. And and I was quite frustrated by a lot of it, but four points. Um, we're three and one. That's exciting. I've, we've got a couple of really tough yeah, like Melbourne tough and Collingwood coming up. So let's just take it where we're at. Compared to last year, we're we're fine. Absolutely fine. Um, <laughs> probably agree. I think it was a fairly. I mean, watching it felt like a fairly close game in terms of possession and all that. Um, stats wise, we lost possession by twelve. It's pretty minor. Plus 11 inside 50s, plus 16 hitouts. So good game for Sonny Draper and for Phillips. Um, broke even on clearances, minus two in centre clearance, plus two stoppage clearance. Um, plus 19 on the contested ball, another good sign. I think we won contested ball last week mm. as well. Down 25 in marks, which is normally not an indicator that you've controlled a game of football. Mm. Um, interestingly, we were in front for 42 minutes and GWS were in front for 71. Yeah. It didn't feel like that. Um, it felt no, like we were on top. that was part of the frustration, I think. Correct. Mm. Uh, and plus nine tackles. Now, I think we have to address the elephant in the room. And <laughs> good one. Visual comedy. I like it. Um, that is two goals, eight in the first quarter. One goal, five, second quarter. Five goals, <laughs> six. Astronomical in the third quarter. And three, three in the final quarter. Very frustrating. Um, 22 behinds total, three rushed, four posters, and 15 off the boot that weren't posters. Seriously, we could have wrapped the game up in the first quarter. Yeah. Um, was it one, two goals, eight? Like if we'd kicked eight goals, two. Even five, five, six, you know. Yeah. Um, Stringer, Corbell, Menzi combining for four goals, 11, and I hate to break it to you that Stringer kicked four goals. So, I know. That's um, why I think it's hilarious. That that's, one. Yeah, pretty shocking. Um. And I don't Caldwell, know. like a couple of like last week, he was kicking him from the the yeah. up his bottom, like. But this week, <laughs> couldn't, couldn't, yeah. Frustrating. Yeah. I don't think there's a lot to be done about it. No, it's just it's part of the game. It's it just is. frustrating. Like bad kicking is bad footy. That's a rule. It is a bad is a rule. It is hard. I think it's one of those things they talk about on commentary a bit. Is that when you've missed five or six, then it starts mm. weighing on you a bit. And there were some pretty simple ones. I mean, like, I don't want to single out the Ruckman. Draper and Phillips both missed from straight in front. Yep. Um, and Phillips is usually a pretty good set Phillips shot. I don't have as much set shot. Yeah. pressure on Draper because he's ball dropping he shit kick. out. Yeah, I'd r- much rather him on the run, weirdly. Mm. Um, but uh, the rest of them, you know, there was a couple of quick snaps from Stringer um, under the pump a bit. I think Even Davey was running into an open yeah, goal. Well, yeah. not an open goal, but it was just... Pretty straightforward. There was just a, a few of them. I think they should have just put away. Yeah, but it happens. Next yeah. week we might kick eleven, uh, twenty to eleven. Rather. Well, that's the positive is that we had what what were the numbers of set the shots on goal? Like, well, thirty three. Thirty three shots on goal is great. Like Ooh, that is really good. really good football. Without um, our best forward fifties, we won that and all that sort of stuff. So that's really good, but that can burn you. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, if we'd lost, we'd be sitting here going, if we just kick straight. Yeah, we, I've watched Richmond being a very good team and kick poorly. I've watched Brisbane do it, you know, and being a good team and kick poorly, and that can hurt. That can hurt. Yeah. Um, there is another 
sort of element to that is that not not suggesting we're a good team yet or anything, but good no. teams can win ugly. Yep. It's, a, it's a good trait to have. So I think we did that really against Gold Coast and we've done it now against Giants. So um, it is nice. Now, yep. for the rest of the pod, we're going to break this up into two sections. We're going to start with the things we can control. And then we're going to go ahead and we're going to talk about some things that were beyond our control, um, but were worth sort of worth noting. Yep. Um, the big one, obviously, is Jake Stringer. Um, Do love goals. the Stringer. I, I love what we get. I love that he's had one game back. I mean, yeah, he's a bit shit, but all right, he'd be better for the run. And then this week, 10 shots at goal. Yep. And the torpedo. <laughs> Can we talk about the torpedo? We'll come back to the torp. Yep. I want to throw some numbers before yeah, we yeah. get too excited. I loved it. Um, 10 shots at goal. That I sat there and went, geez, I don't remember the last time an Essendon player mm-hmm. uh, had 10 shots at goal. Now, I, I would have guessed Lloyd. Well, that's okay. So I tried to think in my own head because searching stats isn't my forte. So I was trying to think of big bags, right? The ones that stand yep. out of Pete, but he's normally like seven straight, had a look yeah. and he, no, seven was the most amount of shots he's had in the game mm. before us. Yep. And I thought Carlisle. I remember Carlisle kicked yeah, Jakey Carlisle. eight yeah, yeah, yeah. against... Oh, yeah, yeah, dogs yeah. A few years ago. yeah. Eight yeah. goals, two. Ten scoring shots versus the Bulldogs in round 18, 2014. But, don't get carried away, Joe Danaher. Six oh, goals, no. four. Also what? against the Bulldogs in round 19, 2017. Interestingly, both against the Dogs and Mr. Stringer, the former Bulldog, huh, with four goals, six, which is pretty shit, let's be real. But... Um, 2017 was the last time. So not actually that long ago. I was with you. I was thinking Lloyd. Yeah, I was going back to Lloyd. But yeah, I did. I did forget about um, I did, Jake. Um, um, Jake Carlisle would have been a tough one for me to have brought in. Yeah. Hmm. Um, he kicked. I think in two weeks he kicked seven against Collingwood and then eight against the Dogs. He had a little he run. He was a good player. Yeah, I mean, he, he broke the record for marks or something against Collins. Yeah, yeah. He had, he had a two-week period. Where he then he went to St Kilda and was, besides the drug thing, but he was ordinary. Yeah. He's a stepladder for Joe, funnily enough. Um, right, that talk. Right, run me through it. Oh, it was... I just was, at the time, uh, I was, you know, things were going well, and we'd kicked a couple, and then he just got it, and I, and, and he just... Oh, it was just a very exciting moment. Like torpedoes don't come out. It's very hard to describe how excited I was when it <laughs> happened. I was—I actually shouted. <laughs> I went through the range of emotions, um, starting with before it went sail through. He got the ball, and I saw it turn in his hand. I went, "You don't do it. That's selfish. Don't do it, Jakey. Selfish prick." <laughs> and he kicked the ball. Oh, okay, he splashed it. He'll probably sail out on the full. And on a day that we kicked. What did I say? It was mm. 11 goals, 22. That sails straight through the middle. Mm. Um, <laughs> That's what I think is the hilarious part. That, that, that we couldn't kick him from dead in front, yet he's put a torp he's from outside out. 53 um, on the run. Brilliant. I mean, brilliant goal. If he missed it, I think we would be sitting here going, he eh, probably could have just hit a target. Oh, but geez. interestingly... But, but, but it's what you get with Jake. Like, it is. I think 100%. it's what we accept and we've learned this over the years. You get the good with the bad. You get him trying to ping it from the boundary line. And he misses out, out of bounds on the full, or you get the fifty out and a torp. You know that's I'm happy with it. I like. I mean, you come to the football to watch guys like that. Like Absolutely. in the end, and like he's exciting. He does stupid things and crazy things, but sometimes he does absolutely brilliant things. And to be fair, if you if you caught the post match uh, interview he did on Fox, and I wish I'd got this or written this down verbatim because it was quite brilliant. Um, but basically, I had a quick look, couldn't see anything, so I thought, oh, I'll talk it. <laughs> As you do. And that's what we all think, don't As, you? Uh, yeah, I mean, on the run from 55, yeah, talk, no worries. I'm, I heard him, I did hear him say it's something in practice, like, but, you know, I never thought I'd use it in he, a game. He, no, he corrected himself, because the, the interviewer was like, you know, something about, you know, that's what the kids will do. He goes, oh, no, you have to practice it. It wasn't, it wasn't a complete fluke. Yeah. I meant it. Mm. Um... Great game. I mean, to have 10 shots at goal, you've clearly dominated your opponent and the team you're playing against. Um, I did also love, he had a bit of a couple of rolls through the midfield. Mm. Got a couple of clearances, uh, four clearances. I'm not quite sure if a goal or a shot at goal counts as a clearance if they overlap. 
if the clearance mm. is the shot. I'm not quite sure how that works, but four clearances. But he does use that big body well in there, doesn't he? And on there was a stoppage on half forward where I think it means he tackled one of the GWS players and Jakey just sat on top and dropped the knee straight into the chest of a Giants player. I mean, <laughs> you ripper. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, and he got away with it, which was yep. nice. So, But the umpires weren't calling much. No, well, we'll get to that. That's in the stuff we can't control section. Mm. Um, anything else on, on the package, Paco? Nothing. Uh, no, no, all good. Uh, Rob Riddle, Hinch, three votes from the umpires, potentially. <laughs> yeah, I didn't put him in one. No, 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 don't, 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 no spoilers. We'll get to that. Yep, sorry. Um, right, the next one on my list here is Kyle Langford. Mm-hmm. Um, well, first things first, the, the commentary really have no idea. And I know there's a bit of um, upset with the fans that they think he should be forward. That's fine. I think that probably is his best position. But in this situation that we're in, where we are short at all, we'll say it every bloody week, he is good options. And he started in defence. Wiedemann went off. He went forward. He is yep. that Mr. Versatile. I think he's a more natural game. He's forward. Yeah. He's not a naturally a natural defender. So I think that's part of an issue I see, but... But I, he's, I get why. he's he's useful down there because of his kicking and his height yep. and he's you know running. There was one moment I wanted to mention. Mm. Um, it was first quarter, I think. Yep. Yes, first quarter. Lots of first mistakes. Quarter. He, I get frustrated a lot of the times where our players don't make quick decisions. When you've got a guy streaming into fifty, you, you've got to make that decision to stay back on your man or go up. There's that yep. decision to be made. Yep. He was kind of in a bit of space, like mm. marking that loose area. And there was another Essendon player going to catch up or take I reckon it was Laverde. A bloke running into 50. And Langford made the decision to know. He backed back and he stayed yep. in that dangerous space. Mm-hmm. The kick went out wide. Langer's got there and made the spoil, got the stoppage or got the throw in. Just, yep. just quick decision making is so, for me, I've, I've just that's what I want to see. It makes you a good footballer, makes you a good football team. If you've got the ability to make quick decisions, act on it, and then... You know, proven to be the right decision. Um, I just thought it was worth mentioning as a defensive yeah. player in that instance. Um, any any thoughts from you? Um, I have a problem. I probably think a little bit differently to you on this one. We haven't discussed this, but what we're not allowed to disagree. It's an echo yeah, chamber. I know. You know. Um, I think the problem at the moment I have with our back six, and I have a few problems with them. But I'll get to that later. But the, what you're discussing, I think Langford is more of a natural forward and not a natural defender. And therefore, I think he puts extra pressure on our other back five or six or whoever, you know, are there. Because his reading of the play uh, and when they, and the defenders swap, you know, as they do, mm-hmm. well, you go take him and I'll go up to him and you swap around. I think that hurts or affects at the moment Lang, uh, Laverde and Ridley. And that might be just because they haven't done it a lot. We're four games in and they haven't played together a lot. Or it might be that Langford still doesn't quite know when to go, when to stay, or, you know, you know what to do. And you got that one example you gave there. Got that right. Yeah. But I reckon I could find another two or three where he didn't get it right and he made bad decisions and, and sort of got caught out. Like, And what I think he does, and a few of them do, is they get sucked into the ball. Mm-hmm. And that leaves, there was a few where, seriously, GWS could have kicked a lot of more goals right over the back. The ball went over the back a lot. That's that's a bit more of an issue on um, the team in general, to be completely honest, which is a point yeah. I want to make later on about yeah, yeah, I know, how they I know. I don't want to, I don't want to get into that now. <laughs> I'm just saying that I think that Langford, I think that this is the theory I have. Langford and Laverde were brought to the club as forwards. Now, I know Laverde played as a junior defender. But he's always looked two years for two years. He's been a really good um, defender. But the first four games this year, I haven't seen that guy that I saw last no. year. And when and I would go further and say, how Ridley, mm-hmm. who was nearly all Australian three years ago, I don't think he was, was he? Was he three seasons? It was twenty twenty, the year yeah. he won the BNS. Yep. The two years since then, I don't think he's been anywhere near that, and it's a concern. And I don't know if it's something we've done or it's something he's... Because what you want to see with the players, and we talked about this the other day with Joe Danaher, you see that natural progression of a few more goals, a few more, a bit better, a bit better, a bit better. 
Ridley sort of went well and then went backwards, backwards and sort of plateaued. Now, he hasn't looked great this year. So it's a concern. That's all I'm saying yeah. is that uh, there's two or three down there that I'm worried about. Okay. I'm going to move on yep, sorry. to, to the back six start. then because mm-hmm. that was meant to be about Langford. But all all good points and all well, we're going to mention it anyway. So um, I want to break this up into two sections. One is team defense and one is the back six. Yep. Or the actual defenders. Yeah, the, so the, the six or seven that are on the ground at different times. Because you've just mentioned them all, we'll start with the back six. So I think Lav's a good one to talk about. Lav is a good footballer. Mm, very good. But I think he's a victim of the back six that he's playing in. Yep. And he, I thought, was pretty ordinary yep. yesterday, Sunday. Um, and he's been very good for us for two years. Absolutely. I and but he's this year he's constantly just... undersized. Yeah, exactly. He's just not big enough to play on the guys that they put him on. Is it and his fault? Yeah, no, not but his fault. That's but a concern. That's what has to happen. We have the oppositions have one ninety eight centimeter forwards. Yeah, and even even Zerk Thatch is only one ninety five. Yep, and he's, he's not, doing a great job. And he's fantastic, but he's yep. not even a massive man. Like he's not. But he's a he's he's one of those guys that has got better and better Absolutely. in the last year well, and a half. Every he game he plays, switch. I think he does something. Yep, he's he's getting better. Yeah, and I'm more than happy to stick with him, but I'm not seeing that development in some of the well, other. Well, I think on Laverde specifically, if, if again, I don't think he's a bad footballer. I just think nope. in that in that particular team, if we replaced him, and this is a purely hypothetical, and I don't want to get yep. into the discussion of whether we should or shouldn't, Ben Mackay. Oh yeah, yeah. So if, who's one ninety eight, two hundred, whatever he is? Yep. That it's Look, not. It's not just that. Hang on. It's not just that. Yep. Swap. It's not just Laverde for him or that type of player. Mm-hmm. It's then Ridley can go back to yep, exactly. being that other player. Kelly, who's actually been fantastic, particularly yep. the last two weeks, can play his role. Yep. And it, it just it helps the entire back six by getting that extra tall. So yes, the question it will I'll be you, eventually, but that's... So the question I'll throw at you, do we go after, like what you're suggesting, a Mackay, who is a very, very good defender from um, North Melbourne? Yep. 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 Or do you progress or de- keep developing the Hayes, the Reeds, and possibly the Cox? Well, got to keep developing the Cox. Um, keep developing the Cox, <laughs> Sam. Um, because they're all that one ninety nine sort of plus yeah. two hundred centimeters defenders, I and think... they're I would ju- just to finish that Hayes and Reed are actual junior played as defenders. Yes, know Pro- how to proper, play the proper defenders. defenders. Yeah. To answer your question, I think. For me personally, I'd go after him. Yep. And I think the argument... You want that instant success, don't you? No, no, no. Well, that's uh, that. That's the argument I expected yeah. from you and from supporters in mm. general who think we need to focus on draft and, you know, rah, rah, rah. One, he's not going to cost us a pick. He's going to be a free agent if, if yep. that's the route he went down. But yep. he'd be 25, 26. That's normally about the age when you reach that um, free agent period. Mm. I think generally we expect a lot from our players too soon. BZT was written off. Mm. He's a 195, 23-year-old, and we wrote him off. They take time. So if you're going to mm. give Reed, um, Hayes, Hayes, Montgomery, well, no, sorry, Reed, yeah, just the probably two. Not Montgomery, yeah. Reed and Reed, Hayes. Reed and Hayes. If and you're going to give them the until one. that time where they're 25 to really get to be that yep. player, Ben Mackay's 31. So it oh, doesn't so you, actually mm, take too much away. It gives us good depth because I think so you're they, saying at the that moment, he takes over the role for a few years until those boys play a bit of AFL and get I, to develop. I think that genuinely makes us a much better team. So we might find ourselves in a much better position in that time. Reed and the other one, Hayes, Hayes. are good depth in that time. If BZT or, or Mackay would be injured, then, then, then we've got coverage, they get experience. Well, the reality uh, is that BZT and, you know, these guys will get injured. They will get injured. So then yeah. th- then you can play Reed as a 23-year-old. Yep. Knowing he's still probably got a couple more years before mm. he really gets to be that yeah, player. I don't disagree. I think, though, I think we both agree then that I think our weakness is taller defenders. And I think McGrath's playing a gr- great role in his position. And I yeah, think Redmond great. and Kelly are doing their thing. But maybe we're asking a lot from them play like our taller defenders are not and 
Well, they're not Taking taller than us. Thatcher. Barring Zerk Thatcher. We've been lucky at the moment, too. We've been lucky. The teams we've played haven't had great... Like, Cameron, I just watched him play today. Mm. Who's going... Who seriously is on him? Like, is it... Is it Laverde? I have no idea. Can we get Mackay now? Is that okay? Hey? Can we just bring in Mackay now? No, no. No, we can't. I honestly, I also don't think we're going to be a shot at him. I think no, he'll you're stay right. At North, but but if we go to Carlton, then we, so there's the Mackay and Kurnow. So who plays on those two for us? I have no idea. That, but that, that's the point we're making yeah. is that we've got BZT, who's against the, against Mackay. He's undersized. Excuse me. Massively. Right. And and that's our tallest defender. So yep. it's an issue. Um, <clears throat> so and then I think there's other parts of it, how we defend too. And and I think we as a general rule, I get frustrated with. It seems like a lot of our defenders all go to the contest, the ball spills, and they're just the opposition is sitting around going, Oh, this is nice. Well, there was one moment and yeah. I want to talk more about a bit of awareness of marking contests later on, yep. but specifically Sam Draper and not to Ooh. single him out. Got top of the goal square kick. Yep. All I want to see in that instance is a giant fist through the ball and put it through dead. Or Sammy, it's, it's, even who, if he misses it and it goes out of the bounds or wherever, whatever. Just get it away from that contest. Big Sammy, who to be fair isn't a defender. Went up for the pack mark, got clean hands to it, dropped it. Toby Green kicks a goal. Because what happens with the hands is it spills straight down and goes yeah. But we and also had fourteen other players go up. There was no one down, and yeah. Green had a really pretty uninterrupted run yep. into an open goal. Just just a bit of awareness. But the other side of this is mm. the um, team defence, yep. which seems to be oh. three hundred times better. Well, what are we averaging? Seventy-eight points against. Yeah, not much because St Kilda's winning score was only in the nineties. Compared it? to last year, <laughs> it felt like it was about nine hundred points against. Yeah. Like, and the way we are moving as a team and stopping them and having to, you know, I don't think there was. A, I don't think they had a score that they. I don't think they scored from a kick in, which last year <laughs> it was. It was obvious. Yeah, teams were just walking it down from one end to the other. It was hilarious. The, the the biggest. So that's great theme I'm noticing with that is that if we kick a point, which we do a lot, was kind of a hot topic yesterday, mm-hmm. um, they can get to the wing quite quickly, I find. They get the 1-2 kick yep. fairly easily, but beyond that, they really struggle to get the ball going fast. Well, they're not getting it back into the mid, yep. which is what we're trying to stop. They're not even getting that next kick to half forward. Yep. Like It's really just brick wall at centre wing, which, bless you, um, which seems like, well, I mean, it, it's happening a lot, so it must be, a, oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Keep going. Push through it. If you're listening, don't worry. Um, it seems like a real a real plan or a real sort of, whatever. The, however they're setting up, it's, we're okay if they get that first or second kick. Beyond that, that's when we're going to force the turnovers. And honestly, Chirby West turned the ball over so much in their defensive half, our forward half, and we really failed to capitalise. But yeah, and they kick to our defenders a lot. Like it is, it does stand out like the proverbial because last year was so poor. Um, but it is good to see that it's now four weeks in. Yep, and it's consistent. And it's consistent, and even when we've lost, it's still been not that much of an issue. And what'll be great, and what I'm really looking forward to, is the next two weeks being Collingwood and Melbourne. Melbourne then Collingwood. Yeah. They're two quality teams. Yeah. Uh, Collingwood down on a couple of uh, players, but that they'll still be really good. So we'll be able to see that defence. Now I don't think we can beat either of those teams, but I wouldn't be surprised if we did beat one of them. Like you know, in that I've if had... everything goes right and they, we don't kick 22 points, then we've shown that we can defend. Yeah. And we can score. I think Collingwood, Collingwood would be the real test. Collingwood's the one that worries me. Melbourne play no, hard Melbourne football. But Melbourne play hard football, good football. Collingwood are quick. So that's going to be a different yep. test on mm. that team defence and that structure. More so than just... Collingwood's biggest problem over the next few weeks is they're going to lose the contested ball, which teams are winning games on contested ball. Because yeah. if you get the ball first and get it forward, then you can win it. Collingwood win the game off the half-back line. Um, but that might not work as much if they're not winning the contested ball as well. Yeah. So different styles though. So just yeah. just talking about that team defense that'll be a different You're a, right. a different challenge to what we've had. Even Melbourne will be different because the quality is obviously much higher. Yeah. from what we've had. So um 
there's been a couple of comments uh, on the Facebook live. On the book of faces. On, yeah, on the Facebook about Jones. So I think... Yeah, this is controversial, isn't it? So people just saying no confidence, needs, probably a spell in the twos. Um, needs a run of games. There's a bit, a bit, of, bit of back and forth there. So... We're not going to have we're not going to have Wiedemann next week. No, definitely. He will have that concussion. <laughs> Wait, he's not there. Week off, week, another week after that. Even if he hasn't got a technical concussion, I think for a guy like him, it's a bit like um, the Sydney bloke. Oh, um, just look after um, him. McCartney. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't sound right, but yeah, him. Um, McCartney. <laughs> the two brothers, McCartney. McCartney. Are they McCartan? McCartan, yeah. That's what it didn't sound like. Anyway, look after him. So I don't think there's a possibility that Jones gets dropped just because we got no one else. But what I noticed, particularly watching the replay this morning, multiple efforts. Yeah. He, his nickname should be nearly after that game. He got his hands to a lot, first hands to a lot of ball and just couldn't hold on to it, which is neither here nor there. He's a young kid. You kind of go, okay. But once the ball hit the deck, he chased, he tackled, he put pressure on. And I thought he did enough again to warrant that he's in the team for structure. Yep, one hundred percent. He's got no. We don't protection. have any other tall defenders that run and mark at the that run at the ball. Like. No, he's got no protection. There's no big Peter Wright. Mm. He's the worst. Best he's got is Ruckman, who, albeit they're tall, they're not natural forwards, so they're they're not offering him the same protection as what Reederman and Big Pete would. So. I don't. I. I. I understand that people aren't happy with him. And look, mm. his hands looked really poor. I thought on the weekend, like, um, there was even a moment where he, there was he missed a crumb. Like he ran past it, got into yeah, his hands, but spilt out of his hands. Even yeah. a crumb. I thought, oh jeez. But you, there's, there's just no other options, and you've got to persist with the only other tool now. If we, as you said, without Wiedemann, maybe well, Voss comes in possibly, but he's only one ninety. He's not like the. He's not going to be a backup ruckman or anything like that. Well, you assume like it's going to be Langford at this point now. He has to. That's play right. Langford will probably play the role. Um, but there's just no one else. So he's staying in the side, I think, regardless of the conversation. But I think it's a bit like the Heppel argument. He's just he's going to stay in the side. Because still doing enough for me. He's still doing it. Um, on Wiedemann, injured, mm. obviously. Thank yeah, you for the segue there. That sucks. He just needs a good run at it. That was a bit of a lack of awareness from him actually to just not. Yeah, realised that was about to happen. Like, anyway, it's footy. Um, yep. Heppel, Heppel, come on as the sub. <coughs> um, <clears throat> about fifteen minutes left in the second quarter. Um, from that point, he had nineteen touches at one hundred percent, which is what we'd been complaining about for the last two weeks. And he went and filled. Oh well, I reckon he. Well, he obviously kicked better, but he also. I don't think he went for kicks that were above and beyond his ability. Like he just went down the line or. Just to the right option, and yep. he played his role. and And I think, still think, leadership. We're we're a very young team, and we need guys like him out there. And shows a lot. I don't think he'll play much footy next year. Like to be no, honest, no, probably not. I'd be surprised if we were picking from a full team towards the last five or six rounds. I'd be surprised if he's getting games because they'll be the all right. Well, the season's really done. We've played, put a few games into the young kids, see what they can do, and he might not play a lot and then he's only on one year contract isn't he this year i think so yeah yeah and they might say well thanks dyson maybe you can have a you know leadership role or i don't know gold coast whatever but yeah that's I, fine i think it shows a lot to come back a week of media a week of negative attention yep. a board member coming out and saying it's probably your last year what's then your, your sub. Um, thoughts on that 23 thing that they did i don't really get the issue Brad Scott said post-match that he thinks we should change the rules because it just yeah. it just makes it a bit clearer. But he also said that, you know, that means lawyers have to go through and change the entire rule book because everything is based off 22 players. Um, yep. Because they did the same thing with Richmond. Like they were talking about how Cochin, they don't like to announce, like they don't like to put it out as being dropped because then you get this media story around it for yeah. 24 hours when actually he's not really being dropped. He's just coming back in as a sub. Yeah. I think keep it as simple as you can and that would be... Yeah name the sub on Thursday night. Um, it was interesting that Scott mentioned um, the teams were offered basically having five interchange or four mm. and a sub, and they 
the majority wanted four and a sub. Oh, really? This is a, as a side note, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Didn't know that. So, well, that's that's their own fault then. Um, I mean, from a fantasy perspective, I'd rather just have yeah. the, no subs and have pick a freaking extra player on the bench. Funnily enough, fantasy is not not the guy. Yeah, it's very important. Yeah. It's very important. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, anyway, props to Hep. I thought that shows a good mental strength to to do that. So, um, plus ten in my books. Um, I think we've. Oh no, it's only half an hour. We're okay. Um, <laughs> We've got I, more to talk about. Don't I worry, feel Toby. like we went on a bit about the defence. So, um, well, there was a there... bit to talk about. I thought our defence was. I yeah, thought yeah. our defence was shit out. It's like, tough to talk about. That's fine. I thought they scored way too easily yeah. against let's, us for a team that I don't rate. Let's not go back to that. Um, Sorry, I think we've covered it. We've moved on. <laughs> As I'm about to introduce a topic that roughly is about a defence. Um, Slow starts slash runs oh, runs of goals against us. So obviously, does anyone know when the game? Did they tell the players the game started? Cost us last week five goals before we had a chance to really get a beer and sit down against the Saints. Um, and I thought it was happening again this week. Two very quick goals. It was two goals yeah. within the first two minutes, and we'd barely touched the footy. Like, I, I'm going to just jump into the stuff we can't control okay. a little bit. The very first centre bounce. And this set the tone probably beautifully for the day. Dylan Shield was going to get the ball and get the clearance. He got tackled about half an hour before he had the ball. Play on, Giants kick a goal. Yep. Stuff like that drives me insane. And it's a consistent theme with Dill that he gets tackled before he has possession of the ball. And it's just play on. It drives me up the wall. Anyway, um, Hawthorne did it. Hawthorne got a run of four goals mm-hmm. against us. Yep. Gold Coast, I St. don't Kilda. really remember. St Kilda got five twice. Mm. Um, GWS, obviously the first two, and then got on a run of four. I think. I think it's better than last year. I think last year that yeah, would have yeah. been six or seven, but particularly the starts of games, you've got to be switched on because against your Melbourne, our next four: Melbourne, <laughs> Collingwood, Geelong, Port Adelaide, in Adelaide. So mm. you're not switched on from the start. You'll be ten goals down. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Oh shit, we're ten goals down. We're game over. Um. Just thought it was worth mentioning. We've probably done that to death with the defence, though, so um, possibly leave That's it at right. that. Do we have positives? What about some positives? Oh, I've only got two more things on my list, and they're both negatives. Um, I'll go very quickly, then we'll, we'll, we we'll go for win, some Sam. positives. We'll go for some positives after these two things. Yep, all right, go. One, awareness in marking contests. The amount mm-hmm. of times our small forwards interfered in a marking contest when yep. our tall player looked like they were going to be in a position yep. to take a mark. Yep. Drive me up the wall. You're small. I can picture two or three in my head right now. Yeah, if you're a small, then just be a small. Get out of the way. Let, let the big boys take their area marks. It's fine. Um, and at the time point in time where Giants had kicked nine goals, seven of them were from stoppages. Yep. And at least one of the last two was from a set of clearance as well. So yep. we'll call two it eight, last two, yeah. eight of 11 or maybe nine of 11 were stoppages. So that's a bit yep. of a concern as well. Um, yeah, well, as I said, stoppage is king at the moment, I reckon, in football. I, you know, stoppage, like, if, if even the game today, I watched a bit of that, the Hawthorne-Geelong um, game, and at halftime, Hawthorne were winning the clearances, winning the stoppages, and th- that was showing on the scores. Second half, Geelong went, oh, guess what? We can do that sort of stuff too, and they romped away with it. Mm-hmm. Really, because if they win the stoppages and get it forward, they've got two gun forwards that are going to do some damage. Could that be the biggest win by a team placed 18? I'm not. I'm not going to do that stat no, yeah, search yeah. myself. I don't really care. But certainly boosted their percentage. Eighty-two point win like for hey, can, a team in eighteen. Can we quickly point out too? We're ahead of Collingwood on the ladder at the moment. Still are. Yep. And Carl. Oh no, not Carlton. Never mind. No, no. Carlton. Sorry. Carlton got. They're going to stay on top of the ladder for a while. I ruined it. Well, they're not top because uh, St Kilda well, are still. They're going. Well, I think don't they play? Who's the St Kilda player? Saints have Sorry, we're going Collingwood. Hand it. Saints have Collingwood this week. So yeah. two evils, if you ask me. Um. Positives. Positives. Menzi, I thought this is a bit obscure. No, great positive. Um, he had a, one moment in particular on the far side from the broadcast, half back. Yep. He won the ball. Something happened. He won the ball again. Got a quick fire handball and he went out and his finger took the point with it. I think. Um, he was dangerous in the forward fifty. He was seemed to be everywhere in patches. 
there wasn't a consistent full quarter thing, but he he's a good a little football player. Though I really, really like him. Good footy. Um, like if we're talking him to Guelphy to Snelling to you know, like if you've got to make a comparison, who I'm picking, it's him by a long way at the moment. He's just he's dangerous. I don't think Guelphy's in that same group of players to pick okay. from, but I see your point. He's been very good. He's been serviceable. Um, Mardo, Rusty Martin, oh. just Rusty. I criticised him a couple of weeks ago because I thought he'd lost a bit of that composure and good ball use. Mm-hmm. And then in the last two weeks, he's just been great. Said no, Sam. I'm actually fantastic at football, <laughs> and um, I'm calm. I'm calm when he has ball in hand. And you notice he does this little twist of the ball. I don't know if you've noticed that. Yeah, he just does a little um, spin. One of the on. one of the Twitter pages he follows does a lot of videos i'm sure i can't remember who he is well known amongst the SMM twitters anyway and yeah running streaming down the wing looking at options and just has a little ball twist hmm. james heard like beautiful <laughs> but no i i think he's played some good footy in the last few weeks i agree mm. i was a bit worried him after the first well, the first week i think he was quite poor yeah it's a couple of moments like, oh, made him worse have we made him worse sam <laughs> and then no he's sort of got back to it um you made special mention of draper before the game well, I'll just, the Ruckman's Association. Ruckman's Association of Australia. Well, look, he wasn't up against the greatest opposition, but again, he got around the great... Him and Philip, like Phillips, that was a great... Um, I really like the coach's selection there. I think that's part yeah, of what won us that. the game. Yep. Going in with two talls and stretching them forward as, you know, sending either Draper or Phillips forward. Look, they didn't mark it. Or, I don't think either of them actually kicked a goal. I'll probably no, right. Draper did. Yep, but... They really pushed them, and Phillips, I reckon, two weeks ago, I was like, I don't like him. He had a brilliant first half. His first half was as yeah, good He was as best football. on ground at half time. Yeah, exactly. And maybe we didn't win it then, but it was really influential what he did in that first half because yeah. he, he made them worry. Yeah. And I reckon they, they put time into him in the second half to sort of have, make sure he didn't have as much of an effect. Yeah, and that's probably where Draper had more of an impact. So exactly, and that's great, where Draper could mm. great little combo. Um, yep. Draper's coming into turning into a really, really good little ruckman. Like he's got can't kick, but if he starts clunking a few more marks, like his mark count needs to just jump up a little. Um, his clearance work, like he's working the like he's he's another midfielder in there. Sometimes you watch it, yep. he he gets he calls for it. Like they'll get the ball and he'll be running towards the goal. And go, yep, give it to me. So he's turned into a really handy player. Goal of the year, obviously, last year doing that. But yeah, that he likes thing. to do. He like, he's like, I've, I've got good pace. I can, I'm, I can, you I know, can he do doesn't this. mind a bit of a don't argue and get around yes. someone and slap yep. him on the boot. Yeah. Um, the last one I want to mention specifically is Dylan Shield. Hmm. Just continuing on. What a great um, season. There was a moment on half forward um, where left hand side, as you watch through the telly. Um, that, that half forward wing near the boundary where he was running towards the ball was a GWS player right up his clacker and his body kind of gestured yeah. one way and then he yep. just took off the other way and I went holy yeah. shit mm, that was very nice just beautiful and awareness and um, he's winning plenty of football no goals for him yesterday but 28 touches probably you know. well, another 600 metres gained yep love it that's what, that's what, we, that's what we paid for so um, good to see him with some confidence and playing good football. And I know I said that was the last one, but Redmond, after being critical of him last week, 27 and a goal, very good with ball in hand. Uh, I disagree on this one, but yep. Okay. We'll leave it there. Well, the frustration for me was that his opponent, um, uh, Daniel, is it? Yeah. Yep. Brett Daniels had 22 disposals, uh, kicked one goal, one, three shots of goals, and eight score involvements. Now, I understand that a defender's. And maybe, Sam, maybe this is my old world footiness, you know, that a defender's job is to defend. defend. Yeah. Yeah. And look, Redmond had, you know, I think he had 27 disposals himself kicked a So everyone goes, oh, that's great. But I will argue to the day I die that halfback flankers is the easiest freaking job in football at the moment. Like, seriously, all they have to do is get the ball and run up the other ground and kick it. Like, they don't have to defend. They don't have to actually stop the guy they're on. All right, fair enough take. I, Look, uh, he, he was very good when it mattered in the third, fourth yep. quarters, and that was, was. I'm not. I'm not knocking him. I, the role he I'm plays not is very him, he's important. Just shit. <laughs> well, the role he plays is very important, 
but I also am very aware of who he's playing on and how they go. And eight score environments for his opposition, for the guys on, is... It's yeah. a very good point. It is a very good yeah. point. So... Sorry to shoot you down there too. Buddy. No, that's okay. I should, that was I should cool. do my research. I'd just go and feel and hope for the best. <laughs> um, <laughs> I won't say anyone was good. <laughs> right. We did win. Let's just remind ourselves <laughs> of that. Now, stuff we can't control. I just want to touch on it briefly. Yep. Um, there were three, four, five, six instances where straight up, straightforward marks were not paid to... Jones, Wiedemann, and Langford. Um, that I just... I don't know if it was a rule of the week thing, if mm. they've been directed to, to really pay attention to that little shitty touch. I don't think we need to have that much finality. Of, oh, finality, that's not the right word. But no, we don't like need right to word. care that much. If there's a tiny little fingertip from the opposition as the other player If they both the touch it at well, the same time, the other guy clunks it. It's a mark to the other guy. The yeah. It's paid every week. Yep. And there were three specific ones. Langford in the third quarter was the worst of all of them. He used the body yep. beautifully, backed back and took the mark, and the umpire called play on. It's like, mate. And when you watch the replay, the commentators all sort of went, oh, I guess it's there. Every but, single you know, one of them was, yeah, that's a mark. Yeah, and the, but they all went, but I would have paid the mark. You know, like. And I, if you're going to do that every week, it's going to be shit. Yeah, There's exactly. pretty much always a little tiny finger or mm. hand or something in there. Um, and and was, it's impossible reckon, to be consistent on that too. And there was Setterfield, I reckon he tackled, well, mm-hmm. probably another 57 tackles like he normally does. So, um, but mm-hmm. there were two or three where he tackled someone and the ball, I would say, spat out, which is holding the ball. If, you haven't, mm-hmm. if, you're, if you've got the ball, you get tackled and you haven't disposed of it correctly, then that's holding the ball. Holding the ball correct is disposal. seemingly dead. They said, and Setterfield looked at the umpire and was like, yep. what's, what's going on? I know I can't say anything because you'll call yeah. it against me, but Being that a... seems unfair, buddy. There were three specific ones to Setterfield yeah. where he tackled and he went, mm, that was probably holding the ball. There's one today. I didn't didn't watch a lot of the Hawthorne's long game today, but I watched it for a bit and I thought Hawthorne, and this takes a lot for me to say, Hawthorne were hard done by. The Geelong player had the ball, took a couple of steps, got tackled, and it dropped out of the contest. Mm. Holding the ball. That's on the it ball. was wet. Geelong player swings a boot at it, kicks it 20 metres forward after it had bounced, is he? So it wasn't yep. a kick from the drop. And they kick a goal. It's like, yep. you just... Just, it should be a free kick. And so often, the player drops it, and old mate tackle and doesn't know that he's dropped the ball. So yep. he continues with the tackle and gets pink for holding the man. Yeah. Which is... Just I do have issues with that one too. I'm like, but he had the ball. How did he and get he rid of it? he did not dispose of it. I just... If he didn't handball it, then he's balled. If you've got prior and don't get rid of it, free kick. Yep. I don't care. Um, no, and the last one, the last point I wanted to make on that was Shield. He should have had four or five free kicks where he was held before he had possession of the ball and just didn't get it. Um, we had two free kicks to halfway through the third quarter and ended up with 11. Well, I think there was only there was only like six or seven uh, three-quarter time on there. Yeah, yeah. Free kicks for the whole game. But we ended up with which 11. Which would have to be statistically ridiculously low, low, wouldn't it? Like. And I thought we got away with a couple. I can't remember them quite oh. so specifically because obviously I'm biased. But we, and you and I agree with that. Like they're not. We're not saying this because we think we're getting hard done by. Yeah. We know um, more the Essendon ones because well, guess we're, what? We're we Essendon people. But there they're was, also some that go against, that go for us. We go. Well, that was a bad call. Yeah. There was one. Marto got the ball at half back, took like four steps, broke a tackle, and then got tackled immediately after that. And I thought, well, that could have been holding the ball, and it wasn't. <laughs> um, we got a free kick or two in the fourth quarter where I went. Eh. That's yep. pretty shit decisions. But end of the day, pay what's there. And Well, the whole four umpires thing is meant to make this improve. And yeah. I think it's scratchy to argue how much it's improved after four games. I don't think it has. But... Well, I, I agree. But I reckon that, that it's it's not enough yet to say that four umpires is working. Have seven. Just have four umpires circling the entire yeah. contest. 25 umpires. So one, um, one umpire per player. Yep. Let's have 44 yep. of them. You follow him around. That's your job as the umpire. You follow around a player and you just wait for him to touch it. Oh, free kick! Yeah. God, gotcha. imagine. Imagine. Yeah, like, where does it stop? Do we go to five? Do we ever try five umpires? I Honestly, without being funny, the rules need adapting. The rules need to be changed ever so slightly just to take the um, the opinion out of it. 
they're not clear enough, so it comes a lot down to the umpire. And I think sometimes it's can, it's interpretation, and that that inherently is going to be difficult. To As I've said to you call. a thousand times, I want the AFL to have official, non-official but official umpires commentating that at half time, three quarter time, the commentators can talk to them and say what what happened here. Yeah. Can, yeah, and they can explain it. So you and I at home go, mm, fair enough, mm, yeah. disagree, agree, but yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I agree. Give them the pedestal. That's give, what give my a... big issue is that the AFL do not give us as supporters anything in regards to They defend to the them when it's yeah. clearly not. Apparently, right. they never get anything wrong. No. Um, anyway, that was my little bitch. I just that's our bitch. We do get a little bitchy. Infuriating. Um, VFL. Um, 88, the Dons, boy, 5 to Northern Boyette. So another little win there. It's 2-1, and one, I think, for us in the VFL. Um, in terms of the AFL listed players, Snelling, 25 touches, 2 goals. Very good game from him. 27 yep. and a goal from Hobbs. Very good game from him. Uh, Voss, 1 goal, 4. Would have fit right in with the seniors. Um, from 11 disposals. And that rep Montgomery, too. Another 21 touches. And Montgomery, 21 touches. Yeah. Um... It's, I think they're the th- they're the three main ones I think worth talking about still. still. Well, Ambrosio oh, and sorry, Waller kicked two as well. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. Well, I was a bit worried about how um, uh, young, uh, um, uh, Frog's son. What's his name? Please, Junior. Junior. He looked like he hurt his shoulder. He, uh, he obviously got strapped. Yeah. And then, obviously, uh, and then in the last, I reckon, two minutes, he looked like he rolled his ankle or got yep. his ankle stood on yep. quite severely. And he was limping immediately after the game, like really badly. Yeah, and um, I thought, ooh, he might be it. They might go, we'll rest him and bring in. Like, um, I was probably thinking more Wanganeen because he's been okay, but I see he didn't have a very good game in this one. But if Tiff and Woody's played and got through a game, a full game, then you'd be like, well, give the kid a rest. Mm. Bring a bigger body back in and break I on think through. From what we've seen from Scott, Snelling doesn't come straight in, although he did have nine yeah. tackles, which did. Well, where would he come in? Like, I mean, where would yeah, he yeah, play? I know. I think he needs a bit more consistent well, I form. Well, I did see too. Voss, they push him, try to push him up the ground a lot more, so to get more run and you know more movement into him. Yep, and still have five shots at goal. Yep. I think with Wiedemann out, he's probably a no-brainer at this point. Well, I think he's the at least in the one nineties. But I'd probably go with yep. yeah. Um, and I think that's probably it. I think Waller Waller Scott talked about after the Hawthorne game saying he needs match fitness. So I think he'll get a few weeks there before yep. he's yeah, fair enough. Thought about the only other option is that do you? I mean, I don't think you do, but and and I, do you throw? Do you bring in another tall defender like that Hayes, who's played you know only a young kid, and then throw a Laverde up forward? I don't think that's what Scott would do because he's talked about how he wants players to settle in their positions. It is an option. He's not giving Langford much of a chance to settle into no, a position. I think Lang is his special. Um, it is an option. I thought about Lav being the forward, but you're robbing Peter to play Paul, and we're already pretty short in defence. So, I Well, Hayes know. at least is a tall player. He's, like tall, he's, a one, he's, he's a 9 18. 200 sort of. Yeah, he's a, a kid. He's skinny. He's, he's shocking, but. He's very talented. And I've actually against bit... Gordon and Grundy. Ooh, well, Grundy obviously won't... Grundy won't... Gorn won't be there. Oh, Grundy yeah, Gorn's won't. injured. Grundy, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, so it's them and, and Van Ruin yeah. who's been playing their backup because... Um, what's his name? Brown hasn't been playing. Yeah, Van Ruin's a kid, isn't he? Yeah, well... That's, that's when I'd be open draft. to bringing in a kid. When you can play them on another kid. That's a good yeah, chance to get him true. in the side. Hayes could play on Van Ruin, which would be a good matchup for him because he's, even though he's a couple of years older, he's probably stronger, but he's not like. Yeah, it's similar. You know, um, if, if we needed an extra tall. Like that, you know, that's, well, that's what I was going to say. If, we, if we needed an extra tall and we're playing Carlton, I wouldn't be bringing him in. I wouldn't yeah, be exposing right. him to I wouldn't be or putting or him on Mackay or, yeah. or Kerner, who are just going to push him out of the way. Or Hawkins, Cameron. Yeah. yeah. Um, Anyway, it'd be interesting because I think the rest of the, if there were no other real serious injuries, obviously, except for Wiedemann, then I wouldn't be making many changes because they're winning, they're, they're playing good footy, so mm. you just, you've got to stick with it. And yeah. As much as that probably hurts people, that's what you've got to do. I think it, it is Voss for Wiedemann, would be my only, that's my yep. prediction. Anyway. Yep, I agree with that. Right, 
votes. I'm going to go first this time. Good. Because we talked about this briefly before, and I'm intrigued. Sure copy you. By, I'm intrigued by yours. So, I'm going to go one, two, three. To build Ooh. a bit of suspense and be a bit different. Um, And Martin, one vote. Okay. I thought he was brilliant. Two goals. One when it really freaking mattered. Um, I thought you said earlier, can I change it? No. Redmond, two votes. Jesus Christ, we've got some problems with our... And Wait until thought... we see each other at work. I will be having a word to you. Uh, I'm going to get the. I'm going to get. I'm going to somehow get someone to snip at all these little disposals and go. Was that good? Was that good? Okay. You do that and prove me wrong. That's totally fine. Yeah. If you want to go to that much effort just to prove your co-host wrong, yeah, seems like a bit of a nasty thing to do. Anyway, yep. no, no, okay. we're past that. Um, and I thought for me at least the pretty obvious three votes was Jay Stringer. Um, four goals. Enough. Lots of shots. The top. I'm all there for it. Well, this is fascinating because my one, two, three, and I have none of them in there. Well, it's not a surprise you don't have very many. It is a shock and a, a bit of a stain on on the name of the Don Pod that you don't have Stringer. To be completely honest, but hit me. What have you got? Um. Okay. So my one. I'll yeah, go the same way as you. Okay. Copycat. Yep. Phillips. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Look, I thought he was really important, like, and. and and the number two vote follows that with Draper. The two talls, as I, I thought, were really important to the game because of the structure and what they pushed forward and allowed us to play the game we played. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. If one of them wasn't there, I think we could have possibly lost. Okay. And the, and the three? Merritt. Yeah, yeah, okay. Merritt was the one I probably should have put in there over Redmond on hindsight. But, you know, <laughs> live and die by it. I, mean, um, I watch... And, and I'm sure people listening will watch Ben Foster, who's a goalkeeper, used to play for Manchester United, Watford, um, mm-hmm. a few others. He's gotten into the YouTube space and he talks a lot to other goalkeepers and he talks about this goalkeeper union. All the goalies look out for each other. They've got each other's backs. They love each other. You have a Ruckman union. Oh. You are so biased towards your Ruckman. Yep. <laughs> can't help it. Midfielders and Ruckman, because that's where the game's won. The guys that kick goals are just there just because they got the ball play, delivered to them. I play a game with no Ruckman and we'd still do okay. Oh, you talk to Collingwood about that because I think you'll find that over the next few weeks without a Ruckman, they might struggle. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Because um, they looked a bit ordinary without um, when Cameron went out of the game. Anyway, I think one might be important. But anyway, you, you do have an abnormal love and affection I for them. But you I have an abnormal love and affection for big forwards. Yep. It's fine. We've all got our thing, Sam. Clearly, all got our clearly that's, that's me. I'm a big forward. Um, I just want to point out that um, Zach Merritt did have 629 metres gain, kicked a goal, should have kicked two. I, I, what I do is I do my votes and then I look then I look at the coaches' votes. And I never change oh, really? them based I don't even know on what the coaches' votes are. I didn't. I never change them based on the coaches' votes. I just look at it and go, okay, I'm close to the mark. I'm terrible. I should retire. You know, etc. Et I go by who I think influenced the game, which is to me what the coaches are voting. Well, so I don't, I don't know what the coaches are voting on. Jake Stringer got a perfect ten. Zach Merritt seven. He kicked six points. He had ten shots at goal, and he did. He the kicked top. four goals. Six. He did the top. Okay. Um, Who got the next? So ten stringer, seven merit, six oh. Redmond, three no. Martin. So I've got three of the top four. I'll cop. So you've copied. I haven't. I do it first. Did Draper um, or Phillips get any? Two Draper, <laughs> and then one each to Callie and Haynes from Giants. Oh yeah, fair enough. By I feel way, a bit better now though. Oh, I'm not a mile off it. No, well you are, but no. <laughs> <laughs> he missed. He missed clearly best on ground for me. But anyway. That's the beauty oh. of football. We all watch it with different lenses right. and all have different opinions. And you know what I love? You know I love Jakey and what he does. Yeah, I know. but he he's <laughs> four goals six. <laughs> anyway, yeah, any socials? Well, I, I kind of touched on them earlier actually because I didn't want to read through all the um, Jones ones because there were so many. Because it was worth talking about in its own right. Um, bit of love for Heffel, rightfully so. Um, Sam, who's back, I hope you got your jersey this week, last week. Um, Lav got caught ball watching a lot, and yes, that is correct. I thought he did too. He did, yeah. Yeah, that's a good explanation. 
And I wonder, I put that down to, is that because he's a naturally a forward or because he's just not a good defender? Like, I think it's a bit late for that whole, is he naturally a forward discussion? I still think there are natural forwards and natural defenders. I yeah, mean, the yeah. only one I know that was so brilliant at both was Scott Lucas. He won all Australians at both ends. That is hard to do. Pavlich? Pavlich won the same, didn't he? I think you're talking about a very good footballer player. Yeah, right okay. anyway. Um, Matthew Pavlich was one of the better players to play the game, too. Yeah. It's a shame he played for Frio. Oh, well, I'm just saying, it's not that easy just to send a forward. Oh, you can go down, play back, mate. You're, you know, no worries. It's pretty straightforward. Yep. Uh, Phil's got a bit of love for the wizard, Harry. For Jones. Um, yep, the wizard will come. Well, Harry Potter, Harry. Oh, not that much of a stretch. Sure enough, that's um, not at all, really. The wizard will come good, just give him yep. time. Um, then he jokes that Heppel's best game in two years might have exaggerated the time frame. Fair enough. No, yeah, but I agree with Harry. We've got to see that he's a he's he's a great he's got great potential, and we've just got to persist. Yep. Um, I don't want a discussion on this. Just a yes or no from you. Mm-hmm. Do we think Reed gets no. a game over Laverde when Reed is fit and ready? Phil says no. Do I think who? Reed. When he's fit and ready to come in, does he start over Laverde? Yes. Okay. Um, because he's a beautiful kick of the football and he's 200 centimetres. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Uh, Sam, again, it's a Sam union now. Um, mm, Redmond you, had some clangers fan. in the first half, was great in the second half. That kind of agree. That, I thought yep. he was quiet first half, but the second half when we the won the clangers game, were pretty clangy. So few of them, though. Um, and then Phil gave three to Merritt, two to Stringer, one to Parrish. Parrish is a bit... Uh, should we have a quick conversation about Parrish? It's brief, yeah. Worth talking brief. about. Well, the interesting thing about Parrish, and I looked this, I was looking this up, nine tackles he's had for the year so far, which out of the, the midfielders, that are, you know, he's leading, he's second in for possessions, he's leading clearances, um, and, you know, he's all up in all those sort of stats. But nine, so most of those guys are around t- mid-20 tackles, 20 to 30 tackles. Yeah. Nine I think puts him equal with Will Ashcroft. There's a bit of discussion around this on Twitter, which I'm yep. sure is where it's been thrust in your face as well as it has mine. Yep. It's low, but I think his role, the, the, the breakaway from clearances or the breakaway from stoppages that I can picture him doing He's the one making the width, creating the width, running out. My ball, issue need to tackle people. with Das at the minute is the disposals. Yep, 100%. Just, That's his big problem. What we talked about with Heppel and those wobbly kicks. He drops the ball wrong it's, every it's, time. They're wobbly kicks, and they don't generally... He had an option where he's then. kicking it to Stringer at one stage, and it went five metres over Stringer's and the opposition guy's head. Yep. And again, generally, he's very good. I just mm. The last two weeks, I thought, he's just... Fall away in that specific thing. I don't mind if he's not tackling, if he's getting 30 touches and 11 clearances in a game. That's okay. Yep. Setterfield and Merritt are doing a bulk of work tackling. Yep. And that's, that's I okay. care less about his tackles and more about his kicks. The disposal. And that, yep. you know, people were quick to harp on Shield about that. Yep. I think Dars is... There's, there's, a, there's a question mark there. Not really a concern just yet in an overarching thing, but... I thought yeah, that's no. why he wasn't in my votes. Yes, he had 30 touches, but I didn't think he was overly effective with them. No, look, I, I, I wouldn't have, I, that's the reason why I didn't have him in my Probably votes. Probably still should have got a vote over Phillips, though. <laughs> um, I thought he was, he was good in his role, but his disposal was pretty messy and clean that up and he's a pretty punky player. On that, well, how would you feel if he left the club at the end of the year to go to, well, obviously, another club, but maybe Geelong or whatever? Probably from that way. Have you, have you got from that way? Have you got an hour? Um, Any two, comments on that on the socials? No, no one's mentioned it. Not for now. Um, it's there's two sides. Well, two sides to any player leaving a club. Yep. Uh, one is if you don't want to play for the Essendon Football Club, say yeah. Yeah, 100%. Fine. And I think we're better off with that, Danaher. As a club, I think football-wise, he'd be probably pretty handy in the side right now, sure. Yep. But I think we're better off as a football club in a better position. I agree with your first comment, though. If you don't want to play for us, 
then yeah. why would we try and keep you? Like, we'll, what would we? We'll what probably, we pay you more money to to stay? No, we'll probably end up with two top ten draft picks if he did yep. go. I mean, and one extra to what we would already have. Yep. Um, I don't think he will leave. Gut I don't know. Is I don't he, know the guy. He'll stay. I think every single player who's coming up to free agent says we'll just leave it until the end of the year, like it's round four. Yep. I think it, the factor of what Brad Scott keeps harping on about and the board and all that through the off season yep. is we need to build a stable club. Yep. You build a stable club, you'll keep players. Um, and if we can show Darcy that's a stable football club, then he's more likely to stay. And probably in his defence, there in the, in the what seven years he's been at the club, roughly. He's probably what seen four coaches. Yeah, it's been it's been a very unstable football club. So like, if he wanted to leave, he he has pretty good justification. He's like, well, in my time, they've been a rabble. He would I have don't... had Westfold Truck. He would have been even before Westfold. He would have no, been twenty sixteen. Seen... Twenty sixteen was his debut year, oh, which was so Bushak. that would have not yeah. been. No, it was Wilshire. That wasn't. Um... Trust me, it was Wilshire. Twenty sixteen okay. was Wilshire because that was the drug year. Not going to argue. Um, I want to keep him. He's a good footballer. He's going to get paid a lot of money anyway because he's a good yep. footballer. So I, I agree. Think if we create the environment and all that with a stable football club, he stays. But if he wants to go, all go. right. Yep. We've benefited from some free agents in the past. You know. I agree. It's footy. That being said, I, I do want to keep him. <laughs> I have a choice. Um. Next question. Controversial. Um, I think that's about it, to be honest. Okay. Um, a few comments more about about Parish and tackling not being really being his role, which is fair enough. Um, we have six players in the top fifty tackles. Um, yeah. With an with an asterisk, he says, I think so. I'll go with it. But but then, how many clubs would have like more? Than, you know, like ten. Like, yeah, well, I mean, that, 18 clubs, you would have want to have at least three or two. Yeah. So six Setterfield's definitely leading the way in that. Um, and he's been a great, you know, acquisition to the club. Like, seriously, like, I think we, in the four games, he's averaging probably 20 touches and I would guess seven tackles mm. a game. And, and he'll get a job on uh, Oliver this week, I would assume. And... I'm not saying he's going to nullify Oliver, but he he he's done a pretty good job on most of them this so far. So, and I I don't like the idea of a tag. You know, I like just a guy that you're focused on him. You know, like yeah, just yeah, not a hard tag. Just no. Um, Setterfield is equal. Well, he's listed as he's eleventh in the comp, averaging mm. six point five a game. Tackles. Mm. That's a pretty good guess from me. Thank you, Nathan. So Libertore, Oliver, and James Libertore. Robotten from Sydney are the equal first. Yeah. Tom Atkins from Geelong. Ruben Gibney from West Coast. Kid. Yeah, he's been good that year. Tim Taranto. Um, Toby yeah. Dan Curvis somehow. Bonson Pally, Cook Miller, Brad Crouch, and then Seddon. So I mean, you're talking about a couple of guys that are going to win Brownlows in their career in that team. You know, the names you've ruffled off there. Good players, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I've been led astray with the six in the top 50 because the next one I found is Dill, who's at 40. Oh, and then Merritt. Maybe three in the top 50. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, side note. Anyway, you don't need to tackle if you have the ball, says David. That's good. Accurate. <laughs> so it's a fact. And actually, it, it works. looks stupid, wouldn't it? You run along with the ball and just start tackling people. You get holding the ball for that. Um, <laughs> interesting. All right. Um, we've talked about some changes for next week. Can you give me a tip, please, for a gather round in oh, I'm not Adelaide? Excited about it. Fucking twelve people at some crappy ground in South Australia. Um, I'm. I think Melbourne will do us. I think they're they're the my. Grand, you know, best team in the competition, I reckon, at the moment. I reckon they'll do us by probably 30, 40 points. I think they're a really quality team. I uh, agree that they're quality. Um, I'm hoping to see us stick around in a game. Mm. That, that'll that yep. be my measure of, you know, yep. if we can stick around for, a power, for most of it and lose by four or five goals. I'll go, yeah, yep. okay. It's about right. But um, 
it's the week after I'm more interested. Yeah, Collingwood will be interested. I will say Melbourne by 17. Bit of a closer one. I think it's important we recognise that they're a very good side. I think they're the best team. I think they're the best team in the competition at the moment. Yeah. Ladder position doesn't reflect that, but... One of possibly three, you could argue, but definitely in that conversation. I think Collingwood are right there, but they've probably got a couple of injuries that are going to slow them down at the moment. Collingwood, Brisbane, Brisbane have beaten Collingwood. Brisbane, I don't think it was a threat away from home. Yeah, possibly. Yep. Um, anyway, yep. we'll cover that. So, um, D's next week, I believe Saturday afternoon. Um, we'll be back here on Monday. We'll be back here on Monday and then roll on into Anzac Day. Mm. Following week, so... Tough, we'll we'll have to month. do that one on Tuesday. Will we do it Tuesday night? Uh, yeah, I'm not going this year, so we yeah, can do that. Yeah, yeah, okay, that'll be um, Tough month. Tough month ahead. I think three and one is... It'll be a lot of emotion if we do it Tuesday night. Oh, my hero, mother. Either up or down. Oh, dear. Look forward to it. <laughs> All right. That is... That could be one to tune into people. <laughs> That is the Don Pod um, for round four already. Can't believe it. Um, good chat. I think. I think an even mix of there's still plenty to work on, but we're three and one, and that's exciting. with a tough month ahead, that's a good, not the worst place to be. So, um, we'll yeah. win a couple. We'll lose a few. Leave it. Leave it there, and 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 go Dons. Go Mamas.